All right, football fans, we are back with another edition of the Fantasy Hour on Tap. And this week, I'm your host, Premier Amp, as usual, and I got Mr. Cole Odell with me this week. You can head over to Twitter, follow all of us over there on Twitter. You can follow me at Premier Amp, follow Cole at FFRook underscore and the fantasy page at Fantasy HR on Tap, as well as the main page at On Tap Sportsnet. Hope everybody's doing good. We got free agency around the corner. We are going to do some free agency roundups here this week and a little bit of news noteworthy stuff going around the league, like some free agent signings, some trades, rumors, all that speculation and round out the show with the main, you know, free agent targets going into this, man. So uh, let's get right into it, Cole. What do you got on the news front, uh, you know, heading into this week, you know? All right. So on the news front, we've got... Big Ben is going to be back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's on a one-year deal. He's coming back. He took uh, $5 million less on his contract this year, really trying to make sure that the Pittsburgh Steelers do the most they can this offseason to ensure that they're contenders. Um, Unfortunately, the Washington football team released Alex Smith. You know, he had the great comeback from his, you know, possible career-ending injury, but his time in Washington is done. And then the Giants released Golden Tate. I'm not sure it really matters a whole lot for fantasy, but I think <laughs> no. <laughs> but it does free up some targets in New York. So maybe they bring in another receiver or maybe Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton carry the load. We'll see. Um Baker Mayfield saw a UFO. Um that's extremely <laughs> breaking news. It's very important. Um Colin Coward is very upset. Oh God! Yeah. Don't even don't don't. I hate Colin Coward was guy. very mad that his quarterback saw a UFO. So a Tom UFO. Brady doesn't see because he doesn't probably believe in it. Right. <laughs> well, but then Tom Brady said that <laughs> Colin doesn't know if Tom hasn't seen a UFO. And then we got a couple of big rumors <laughs> still going on. Russell Wilson announces that he does not wish to seek a trade from seattle but if he was to get traded he would want to go to either the chicago bears the dallas cowboys the new orleans saints or the las vegas raiders i'm not sure why you would want to go to the bears or the raiders if you're trying to win but okay and then deshaun watson is still in limbo in houston there's a lot of issues houston says they're they're holding firm that they're not going to trade them they're making people leave messages on the voicemail but we'll see what ends up happening there. I think he, I think he's got to be gone. But we'll see. Oh, and then JJ Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals. That was a big. Oh yeah, big one, not fantasy related, but it's a big deal. Makes our defense a little bit better if he can stay healthy. And you know, in the realm like you were talking about with the quarterbacks, I was actually talking with a coworker of mine, and he presented a very valid point. And I didn't really think of this before. And the fact is this: if either one of those two get traded. Now, this is where the issue lies. Either one of those two get traded. The NFL starts to become like the NBA where it's more of a player's league. And once you, you know, bitch and complain long enough and you get what you want, you can start building these teams by just wanting out. And I don't think that's entirely fair because, you know, you got, you know, these players just want to be out. And it's like, well, didn't Watson just sign a new deal a year or so ago? Like you, you did that to yourself. Like you could have left. You didn't need to stay. Um, you know, and then that's where like, I don't like it, but then you also have the flip side and you look at a guy like, you know, Kyle Van Noy in, in Miami who signed a, f- a four-year deal and gets cut 
after one and he gave everything to Miami, you know, and, and now his team turns their back on him one year later. You know, in my opinion, I think the more power that the players have, the better it is for the league as a whole. It's better for the fans. I think it's more exciting. You're going to see uh, maybe some more super teams built. You're going to see a little bit more movement and free agency and with trades. Uh, but I totally understand that, you know, yeah, Deshaun Watson, he did sign a mega contract before the 2020 season. And then less than eight months later, he's like, I want out. And, you know, I'm not playing another snap for you guys. And I understand you know, as a Houston Texans fan, or if you're in the Houston Texans organization, you kind of feel like you got the shaft. You think you had, you thought you had your franchise quarterback and you gave him all this money. And now he says, you guys are too incompetent. You know, I love the city. I love the fans, but I cannot play for this organization. So I think it slices both ways. Um, but it I does. do think as long as, you know, it, no, I was going to say that, you know, I, I agree. Cause uh, where I look at it is at the same time, it's like, you know, in, in your work environment and say you're a manager or you're a boss at a place and your best worker, you know, is wanting just a little bit of input, a little bit of say and kind of some stuff that goes around and you don't, you don't listen, especially, you know, obviously like a guy like Watson, he's at your most important position. And that's all he wanted was a little bit of respect back, I guess would be the proper way to look at it. And he, he felt like he didn't, you know, but I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll truly see what happens. I think it would take a lot for them to really move him. But I don't know why you wouldn't be interested if you're Houston on moving him when your team's going to be terrible. So what are you doing holding on to that? You know, my question is, so for like, as a Chicago Bears fan, you know, Mitchell Trubisky is a free agent this year. You're probably not bringing him back. Both these guys, or, you know, Russell Wilson has expressed interest in going to Chicago. Are you, as a fan, do you hope that Chicago goes, Ryan Pace goes and makes an offer to Seattle for Russell Wilson, you know, and how much are you okay with losing? Are you willing for, are you okay with them selling the farm to go get Russell Wilson? You know, we're talking multiple first round draft picks and maybe even a decent player on top of that you know are you okay with that as a fan i have two questions to retort that to you does it bring me a okay. super bowl win actually it's not two questions I mean, one statement question. one's a question so does it does it bring me a super bowl win if it brings me a super bowl win i don't care and then to top that off i personally don't care if you're trading first round picks because most of the time a lot of teams miss on first round picks and a lot of people put the stock in the fact that ryan pace can't draft in the first round anyways so if you're replacing three or four first round picks with a guy like a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty feasible. You already did it once with Khalil Mack, and as much as he hasn't put the numbers up maybe per se, he still is a force to be reckoned with on the defensive line. And I think that that pays off because you know the solidified talent you're getting. You don't know what you can draft in those next couple picks. You could get one that hits and he's maybe a – a one-time pro bowler, or maybe he's just a subpar player. And then the rest of them are just, you know, dog water and awful. Like you just don't ever know more teams miss than they hit on first round picks. That's where I think it, it's that I'm okay with it. You build your thing. You, the biggest thing though is not giving too much up. If you're telling me like first round picks and you keep the rest of them fine, I'd be okay with that. 
You know, I mean, as long as you're keeping some seconds and some thirds where you can really build the team still. So, so some some possible packages that I've kind of seen, you know, rumored on Twitter and Google and NFL Network and stuff like that is, you know, two first round picks and Akeem Hicks. You know, is that is that a package you you are willing to pay to go get a franchise? Yeah, I would in a, in a heartbeat because. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as I love Akeem Hicks, he's an older guy, you, you can take him. I mean, have fun. I, I love okay. what you've done, but that's not two first isn't going to kill me. I'd be fine with that for either one of them. I personally have already put it okay. on, you know, I notice what people I know. I'd rather go after Russ than I'd before I'd go for Deshaun, in my personal opinion. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. But I, at the He's end of cheaper. the day, though, when it comes to, yeah. And I still think you have a more solidified guy in Russell Wilson than you do in Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. Um, and at the end of the day, though, I like I say, I'd rather Russ. I'd be fine with either one. But I also still believe neither one of them are personally getting traded. Um, and in the realm of fantasy, I, I still think that um, I think I would still value Wilson higher this next year, you know, in a top 10 situation, because what does Deshaun Watson have? you know, to pass to, you know, one of the guys we're going to bring up later is a guy like Will Fuller, who's out of, he's out of Houston. So who does Deshaun Watson have to pass the ball to? Nobody. Really? I mean, that, that's scary. respect on my man, Brandon Cooks. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, sure. Brandon Cooks. Sure. I'll I'll give you that one. All right. Um, He finds a guy. I mean, yeah. So, but, as you said earlier, that's the the one interesting player is going to be Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger this year, taking that team friendly deal, which brings us into, you know, our free agency realm of everything that we want to kind of get into. And one of the names we'll bring up right off the bat is you know Juju Smith Schuster. Um, you're talking about a guy who had a subpar 2020, um, was pretty good before that, and now with Ben taking a, a slightly friendly team deal or team friendly deal. Do you see Juju possibly going back or do you see him going Um, elsewhere for more money? I think Juju's gone in Pittsburgh. I think um, the Steelers organization and the way that they have kind of acted and um, have conducted themselves over the last year, it's kind of seen the writing's been on the wall that Juju will not be back. They don't expect him to be back. They didn't plan on him being back. They don't really want him back. They got Chase Claypool. They got Deontay Johnson. They don't really like They'll draft another one. They'll draft. Yeah, they're going to draft another receiver in the second or third round, and he's going to turn into a superstar because that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers do every time. Like, it's just over and over again. And so, yeah, I think Juju will be gone. I think he's going to try and go go get the bag, secure his money. And so... I, I find it. Where do you view him then? You know, where do I've you view him for fantasy this. then this year? Oh, I mean that that all comes down to you know where where he goes and what kind of quarterback he's. Where do you going think he to. ends up then? Um, I think a good spot for him. I think uh, surprisingly, I think you know the Chargers would be a nice fit with him. Um. I would like to see him. I, I'm going to say this for every receiver. I, w- I would like to see him in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'm going to say that about nah. the receiver that we've got on our list today. Nah. But, yeah, nah, I'm, they're I'm good. not exactly they're sure good. What, the be- what the best fit will be for him. I think he's going to want somewhere that can afford to pay him some money. Um, he's going Sean to New York. Watson or 
Maybe. I mean, if Deshaun Watson the Jets. were to go to New York, <laughs> yeah, if he were to go to the Jets, you know, maybe Juju's like, okay, I want to go play with a good quarterback, and they've got plenty of money they can give me. So I think that's actually a real possibility. I just think the interesting thing with him will be, like you said, I mean, I don't know where to value him quite yet because of his abysmal, like, 2020 season. He was so up and down. Um, I would put a little more value into him depending on where he goes, but I'm also scared to put a lot of value into him just due to the fact that he's just so untrustworthy and he's still a child. I think that's part of the biggest issue that I have with him is he just cannot focus on the game. And I don't know if he's going to be able to focus on the game after he gets money even more, you know, I I just don't know, but it's all going to depend too, because a lot of people are saying that expect, a weird year where maybe a lot of players sign a one-year deal because of the lower cap. And then if the cap booms back up next year, some of these players are going to want to go back for money. So maybe he doesn't go try to secure it now and only signs a small deal. You know, that Mm -hmm. that could be a thing he does too. And I know that Juju's 2020 season felt really disappointing, right? Like, I mean, it felt like he was just from week to week, you know, right. But, I mean, he, he did finish as the WR-17 still in PPR format. So, I mean, right. he still had a good year, you know, a mid-WR-2, you know. And it's not as maybe what you were hoping, you know, when he came into the league and he was the, you know, he was killing it. And he was, I think he was the WR-9 his second year in the league. And, you know, he was only 21 years old. And everybody's like, oh, man, this kid is going to be a god here in, like, two years. Oh, and Antonio Brown is gone. Juju's going to get 250 targets and he's going to be a beast and it hasn't really come to fruition. So I think, I think he's been good for fantasy. I think people are a little bit down on him just because he's fallen short of those expectations that were set for him so early on. Yeah, no, I, I could, but I I could agree. I think he's going to turn it around though. I mean, like you said, his numbers aren't bad. It's just that it was just inconsistent. It was like one really good week and then he disappeared. And then another really good week good week, good week, disappearance. Like you want to have the consistency too, but you cannot complain with being a top 20 wide receiver. Like you said, it's a, it's a wide receiver too at that point. So who's the next player we got on the list? Want to go receiver again? Cause this one I find very interesting. I want to, I want to bring up, let's keep him rolling. Let's go on. Who you got? Chris Godwin. It's my man. Chris Godwin. What do you think? I, you know, I hate it. I hate this for fantasy fo- football purposes. Um, but I think the most likely scenario is he gets ta- franchise tagged and stays in Tampa Bay this year. Um, if Gronkowski and Antonio both, Antonio Brown both return this next year, which they're both free agents, if they were, were to both return, then you're going to have another year with there's only so many targets to go around for all these receiving weapons. Um, but I definitely think they could attack him, tag Godwin, I mean, bring him back, let him run it back with Brady and try and get another Super Bowl down in Tampa Bay. Um, I would love to see him go elsewhere, though, for fantasy. I think anywhere that he could have the possibility of being a true wide receiver one on a team and being able to kind of be a safety blanket for a, rece- or a young quarterback possibly or a place where he could get 150 targets. Because he is that good, he deserves that m- much love. 
So would you? But yeah, would you be mad if Philly signed him? I'd be devastated. Um, I would love, (laughs) as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I would love for him to be in Philadelphia. Um, I love Chris Godwin, the player. Obviously, I love the Eagles. But for fantasy football purposes, that is (laughs) you hate everything about it. (laughs) Um, Because you're gonna, yeah, you know, I. You're, yeah, you're going to have Jalen Hurts. <laughs> That's what it's yeah, you're I mean, going to have. And have I don't know. And you're, you're not going to get a lot of pass attempts. So, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be kind of difficult. He could definitely be an alpha receiver there, but it's just like how many targets does he actually get and how valuable is that? So so where my, where my question poses to you then is where does his value sit at for the market? And I can't remember. I'd have to. I have to double check. But where? What's the tag looking like for wide receiver this year? I think they can tag him for. Was it? Was it fifteen million? Was it, or was it like twelve point nine? I can't remember. The, the numbers have been changing a whole lot with COVID and yeah. the cap being moved around. Um, but I looked a while ago, and I think it was fifteen million was the tag price. So I mean, that's oh, probably... it says projected is 16 16 4 16 see so yeah which is still not bad the buccaneers also have but they also have a couple of other free agents up i think levante yes they do isn't shaquille isn't shaquille barrett one of them too shaquille Shaquille barrett so i think they're going to be in a position where they're going to have to tag one of those three guys um yeah so we'll see what happens. You know, maybe they don't tag Godwin and they bring back Antonio and they bring back Gronkowski and they say Godwin you can go. I think the best thing but, for them, um, you know, obviously best thing for the Buccaneers is for him to come back to run it back again. But in my mind as a fantasy player, I hope he goes somewhere like you said, and I, you know, hope he can be a number one or in a place where he'd be a very solid number two, like a Green Bay. Um I mean, I'd love them in Chicago, but, you know, I'd have no faith in this organization to do anything. Now, that brings me to another question, though, which we could bring up the third wide receiver I want to talk about. If you're in a situation, um, would you rather a Chris Godwin or an Allen Robinson? Uh, That's a good question. You know, Allen Robinson, he's a guy that he's proven himself time and time again year after year, um, even with abysmal quarterback play, you know, from Blake Bortles to Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles. I mean, he's had a bad quarterback every single year of his career. Um, He's a little bit older. I feel like he would probably command a little bit more money on the market, but I'm not sure. And so between the two, I'm not really sure who I would prefer. Uh, It's just kind of Hmm. what works best for your team's scheme. Um, Because I feel like they're probably going to talk about the same. Godwin's a little bit. Good. No, I was going to say, because my fantasy team earlier in the year had that conundrum where it was either drafting DJ Moore or Allen Robinson. And I don't know what happened, but DJ Moore was on my roster and Allen Robinson wasn't. And I think Allen Robinson finished somewhere around like what? A wide receiver, like 12 or 13. And where did DJ finish? He was like 30s, I think. Right. He was like, he was like, he's 22. He's wide receiver 22. Okay. Okay, still a bit 12 to 22 for, you know, that pick. I, I don't know. Just just okay. throwing out there. I won't say anyone that, well, just that asked about uh, trade. 
Allen Robinson was WR7, by the way. All right. Oh, WR7. Oh, okay. That makes a big difference. 7 to 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Interesting. I guess guess the quarterback made a big difference. There were were 60 points difference between the two. So at that point, yeah, it's not overly bad. But um, in that realm, like, you know, like I say, though, those are two players that are very interesting walking into the 2021 season in fantasy. Depending on where they go, I mean, if you bring an Allen Robinson back to Chicago, barring who's quarterback for Chicago, it's still a good option. If he gets a better quarterback, it's still a good option. I do think the problem walking into the this coming season, though, is his. I feel like where he finished in 2020 will be his all-time high. So I think people are going to overdraft him in this coming season, even if he's got a better quarterback. I think like, you know, he takes a step back in that realm because it depends where he goes. Uh, You know, if he stays here, I still think he's obviously really good. But do you I don't think you could ever see him. I mean, maybe he matches it, but wide, you know, wide receiver seven is very high. You know, I mean, I don't know if I would see him hit that mark again. I could see, you know, somewhere between the 10 to 15 range again. But obviously he takes a step back. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean that's fair. And I think Godwin I, can take that leap forward. I think just Godwin depending where he he lands too. I think regardless of kind of where Godwin goes, I think he'll take a step forward from where he was in 2020. I think he finished around WR 34 on the season. Uh, that didn't, and that was because he was injured game. for a huge. Well, he missed a game or two, and then plus you have you know five mega stars in the Buccaneers offense, you know? right? And so, right. so that's like, I I'm think, saying like, you know, you, you bring up like those guys where like, if they're, if you're in a draft and both guys went to new teams. Okay. And you're in that, like, right. You need your first wide receiver. You, you know, want double running back or running back quarterback, whatever. And you're looking at that third, fourth round and you're like, Oh, Godwin or, or Allen Robinson, I, I'm probably pulling the trigger on, on Godwin because of the fact that I think he's got the higher upside barring obviously where he goes if he's still in tampa bay and they still got all those targets i'd probably dial him back a little bit but i mean it's it's like i said free agencies like as of today we're like what a week and a half two weeks away almost i mean it's gonna get real real interesting i think yep all right so So what do you got next so i was thinking we talk about maybe the only really running back that I think matters um, this free agency, and that's Aaron Jones. Um, there's a lot of people 100%. that think that Green Green Bay might tag franchise tag him and make him stick around one more year. But what do you think? Ooh. It's a tough spot. I mean, running backs are a dime a dozen. You just drafted one last year. He played pretty decent in his time when he did. They also still have another one. So I mean, in the rightful move for them, I think I think they need to move on from him if I'm Green Bay um, and save that money, put it elsewhere for wide receiver. I, you know, Jones still was very good, but I feel compared to his 2019 season to 2020, I don't, I don't feel like he was as good. I felt like they got away from him a lot. I mean, I, do you have you the numbers in front of you? Where did he land both years? Um, so I believe in... 2019, I believe he finishes the RB3. Give me one second. Let yeah. me pull this up. 
Um, I do know that his touchdowns did come come down this last year, which we all oh, knew yeah, that was going to be impossible to do again. Yeah, in 2019, he scored 19 touchdowns. We knew that was going to come down, and it did. It came down to it looks like eight total touchdowns, or no, 11 total touchdowns for him this last year. And 2019, yeah. somebody called me RB2. AJ. Oh, RB2. Okay, yeah, very. He good. was RB2 <laughs> in 2019, and then and then RB5. In 2020, and that's with missing two games. So, the, but the thing about Aaron Jones in 2020 that was a little bit different than 2019 was Aaron Jones had, I believe, one or two games where he just really blew up, and he, you know, I think he had like 40 points. But then the rest of the season, yeah. he didn't, he didn't do that again, and so he kind of had like a lot of, you know, 18, 20 point weeks, which is good, but it's not, you know, he's not really winning you weeks anymore which is kind of what you were used to. It's the consistency. That's where I feel like it fell off this year is the consistency. Like you're kind of getting at is it just wasn't there. It'd be boom, 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 boom. Just too much fluctuation for him. Obviously still RB five is very good though. See this year, I think he was actually a lot more consistent, but he was consistently. Oh, you mean this year? Okay. Yeah, I think in 2020 he was a lot more consistent as far as just being a little bit better than average. But in 2019, you know, he was like, I'm going to go get you 50 points every three weeks, and then I'm going to get you six points, you know, the other week. So I just um, think that the difference in 2020 to 2019 was it was the receiving. I feel like he caught a lot more back in 2019 than he did in 2020, where they ran him more this year, which was what helped them. But, I mean, I laugh because I got told earlier in 2020 that A.J. Dillon would have more touchdowns than him, and I don't think that happened at all. But um, I digress on that. Um, You know, I think that it's tough because he could be used in any team. I just think if I'm, you know, Green Bay, I'm going elsewhere because of the fact that you've got other players. Unless you're not sure about them, then, yeah, keep them around, but – I also look at the factor of he was RB five in a year that you lost Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott missed a lot of time. Um, Christian McCaffrey missed a lot of time. So where would he have really fallen if those weren't there? You know, if those guys played the whole year, would he be in that discussion still? Cause I mean, we'd probably be looking for him outside the top eight, maybe, but obviously injuries you got to take into account i just think that that was something that really played into it as well what what's the gap between him and like wide receiver to wide receiver running back two in 2020 like what was the number gap because number two would have been kamara Uh, right i think delvin cook was number two in ppr and let's see the difference between delvin cook who scored 337 points and Aaron Jones, who scored 240. So it would have been a difference of 97 points. 90 so, I mean, points. that's a pretty big margin. Yeah. But That's but, a I mean, very remember, big margin. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Jones did miss two games, you know, so he didn't play a full right. season. Yes. So, so maybe the but, gap would have been 50, maybe. Right. But you also got to look. Well, so, another, so it was, you said Dalvin, but Dalvin didn't play a full 16 games either, though. Correct. Yeah, he missed, he missed one. I believe he missed one game, or no, Dalvin missed two games so, as well. It's like okay, 
So yeah, the gap would still probably be where it was. And then you also have so was Kamara one, three would have been Henry. Or do I have that was Henry? And the and then four was James Robinson. Jeez, so that dude came out of and, and then so and then what's crazy about Green Bay is Jamal Williams is also a free agent this offseason. So what I think will probably end up happening is Green Bay lets Aaron Jones walk. They say we're comfortable with AJ Dillon. Um, they probably will run a, a committee, you know, 50-50 split, kind of like what they did with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. They bring back Jamal Williams and let AJ Dillon kind of take the lead role. Take over. He's done enough. He was he was one of my favorite running backs coming into the class last year. So I'm super excited to for to see what he does, what he's able to do with that opportunity for a full season. Um, but Aaron Jones has been rumored to be going both to Tampa Bay and Miami have been two of the big, uh, big teams that have been put out there. I think it'd be exciting to see him in either, either spot, you know, Tampa Bay so. would be scary. Like they need him there. It would. Yeah. I'm interested. The- I'm interested to see that though. Uh, Cause uh, yeah, I think, I think they, he they walks. Want a, they, want a I mean, back that, they want a running back that can catch down in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady loves to throw to the quarterback or, throw to the running back he would fit and he would fit right in Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones did not do that this year they dropped balls left and right they put more balls on the ground than the U.S. polo team all right so let's go ahead and say that Aaron Jones goes to Tampa Bay if Aaron Jones goes to Tampa Bay is he a top five running back in 2021 absolutely absolutely 100 percent I agree without a without a question I'd honestly almost be tipping toe on the top three I'd be very okay. interested yeah. in that move I mean, because if he's if he's in Tampa, if he if he ends up in Tampa, he's definitely top three in my eyes because I'm very I'm very scared of running backs nowadays. I told people to be very leery of a you know Saquon Barkley last year, and I don't know who else I'm really putting in front of him. I mean, uh, the only other ones I'm going to put in front of him right now on paper is going to be Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. That's it. I'm not putting Kamara in yeah. front of him because I don't know what's going to end up in New Orleans yet. If if Breeze stays, then fine. Kamara's in there as well, but I, I don't I don't see much, you know, else. I mean, everybody thought Derrick Henry was going to fall off because apparently that guy said, "Here, I'll just fucking score just as much as everybody else, even in PPR when I don't catch the ball ever." Um, yeah, Aaron Jones is still top five if he goes to even to one of the two destinations because I think in Miami he's still very very viable. I don't see him as high as I would see him in Tampa Bay, though. Even with all the targets they could potentially have, he's still top in in uh, if he ends up in Tampa. I like that. Yeah, I, I get didn't it. think you of know. that. I think, yeah, I think he would absolutely ball out. I think he'd be a great fit in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. We interrupt this episode of the Fantasy Hour on Tap to bring you a message from our sponsor, Manscaped. St. Paddy's Day is for pubs, not pubes. Manscaped is the global leader for below-the-waist grooming, and they have sponsored this show to ensure you have the best tools for your ball-trimming experience. If you plan at all to get lucky during this St. Paddy's Day, then go use code ONTAP at manscaped.com for 20% off and free international shipping. I'll tell you what, I've been using these products for a while. They're absolutely fantastic and keep you safe. 
If you're looking to get lucky, Manscaped's Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. In this new package, it includes the Weed Whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. This thing is waterproof and has a 9,000 RPM motor with a 360 degree rotating blade. And I'll tell you, when people have been pulled about nose hairs, 79% of people have said it's a major turnoff. So make sure you trim those nose hairs. You can do that in the shower even. This bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It is absolutely the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. I'll tell you, you can even get a little bit festive with that trimmer this year during St. Patty's Day and trim a little shamrock in your pubes. Or you and your partner can feel a little bit lucky once you trim that thing and leave that pot of gold wide open. Don't forget as well, they have some famous liquid formulas as well. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will maximize your ball's hygiene. Get the performance package now to receive these two free gifts from Manscaped. They've got the boxers and shed travel bag. These things are fantastic for the go. The performance package gives you the best value for Manscaped. So make sure you head over and use code ONTAP to get that 20% off and free shipping. Also, with every purchase at manscaped.com, it goes and contributes to Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to those with testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. As I said, remember, go get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using that code ONTAP. There's gold at the end of the rainbow, everyone, with a little bit of Manscaped. So moving on, you want to go to the next guy? Uh, looks like Kenny Galladay is going to be next up on our list. He's a free agent, probably leaving Detroit. Looks like they're going to be going full rebuild up in the Motor City. Good what are for you, you talking Bears about? They're going to have... Uh, Tyrell Williams coming from Oak or Las Vegas, you know, they're they're yes. he got dropped out of there and now he's going to come over to Detroit and probably uh do not a whole lot with Mr. Jared Goff. Um I don't know. I'm interested to see so where to Kenny me. Kenny lands. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure where he would land. I'd like to see him in Chicago barring, you know, his health cuz he is a, you know, Chicago land area guy. Um but obviously, you know what he can do. I I would be interested. I could see him going to L.A. for the Rams to go back to play with Stafford, um, even though they don't particularly need him. But it would be a big target uh-huh. for Stafford to get you know the ball to in the ends or in the red zone area. Um, I'm just more worried about the injury front for him. I think that's where I would fall back on him. But it's just going to depend on where he lands. Um, I would still say wherever he lands, he's still top 30, probably top 25, just, you know, uh-huh. as a shot in the dark, you know, as a maybe late RB or RB God, I keep screwing that up wide receiver two, kind of three range, which could really boom. It could definitely take a, a huge leap up depending where he lands. Yeah. And he's a guy that's not, not going to cost your team nearly as much as Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin. As far as could do on the just free as agency much. market, and he's not going to cost you as much for your fantasy team. You know, you'll be able to probably get Kenny yep. Galladay two, maybe three rounds after your draft in Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin. So, I mean, 
I'm not. I've never been the biggest Kenny Galladay fan, but he could but be he a value up going into drafts this year. Yeah, he does. You know, and if he can stay healthy, people will probably be down on him wherever he goes. So, yeah, I think he'll be a nice value next year. Which spins this into the next guy I want to bring up. If you're talking injuries and other problems, is Will Fuller. Uh, Will Fuller's time, it looks like, in Houston is up. Uh, we all keep saying if Will Fuller can end the season, if he can play all 16 freaking games, this dude would be a top 15 wide receiver in the league. Um, and he just can't. I mean, he missed, what, the last four games of 2020? He was actually tearing it up with, you know, Deshaun. Um, but then he had his issues and he missed the last part of the season. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be the same situation as Kenny. He he just, depending on the situation, depending where he goes, he plays well. He is still going to be a very valuable pick in fantasy drafts. Just don't overvalue him, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I will be interested. I think he has a multiple game suspension to start the year. I cannot remember how many games it is. is it, I think it's two or four games. Does he? For the, I thought it was just uh, the yeah, end of the, the season. No, I, I thought think he missed the last missing, I think four. I think he has to miss at least one game to start the year, but I can't remember. Don't okay. I'm not positive on that. <laughs> but you know, Will Fuller is you know I've, like like I said, I would love to see anybody in Green Bay, but the one receiver I want to see in Green Bay the most is going to be Will Fuller. Um, you saw what Aaron Rodgers is able to do with guys like Marquez Valdez Scantling and Gerard, or and. Uh, Alan Lazard. So a real field stretcher that can catch the ball in Will Fuller opposite of Devontae Adams would be a massive gain for that Green Bay offense. So that's where I want to see him go. I'm not sure that'll end up happening, but um, they got the money to make it work. They've got a good chance to contend. So Will Fuller might really want to end up in Green Bay. And then it looks like that's kind of the Go ahead. I mean, there's one last there's one last player we have not spoke about yet that I'm very, very intrigued by. I think this is the sleeper of all of these guys, and I think probably, other than Godwin, this is the best wide receiver on the market. Corey Davis. You're looking at me can like I, I'm crazy. Can I? Can I leave? Or, uh, can you leave? leave? <laughs> oh, why Corey you want to leave? Me. You know, Corey Davis is interesting. Um, so much hype coming into the league. Uh, he was a top 10 NFL pick. Everybody loved him coming out of Western Michigan. And he did nothing. You know, he completely flopped up until this last year with Ryan Tannehill. Um, and are you afraid he, that he falls back into that? Is that why? You know, it's kind of hard to tell. It's kind of like Devontae Parker, you know, who you have year after year just disappointment of a receiver with like – I know what disappointment is. I'm a Bears fan. Right, right. And then – but then you get this one year where they break out and it's like, man, it's year five. Like, do I trust it? You know, and so – and then, you know, this last year Devontae Parker kind of fell back. Now, some of that's due to quarterback changes. Some of that's due to his injuries. And so 
a lot of moving parts with that. But then it's like, okay, Corey Davis, the the Corey Davis that we saw last year is that the real Corey Davis, or or was that is a that mirage. kind of just like a mirage? Is that is that AJ Brown taking away all the tough coverage, you know, and opening up things for Corey Davis, Johnu Smith taking away some coverage and opening things up for uh, Corey Davis, but- Derrick Henry making 10 guys stay in the box. So opening up coverage for those receivers. So, I mean, I get it wholeheartedly. I just, I I think my question to you is if, if you're um, a fantasy owner and you have one of, I don't know, one of these three wide receivers, say it's a Corey Davis, a Will Fuller, and maybe a Juju. One of those two end up in Green Bay. Which one do you feel better about being in Green Bay? Uh, to me, you know, we're just using Green Bay. Green Bay, eh, I can't talk. Green Bay as a placeholder. But if one of these guys goes in and is a number two, I still think it's a very valuable spot. And I think a guy like a Corey Davis, you're gonna spend less on him than you're gonna spend on a Godwin or an Allen Robinson but probably spending a little bit more on a Corey Davis than you're spending on a guy like, um, you know, like you know, more than the Kenny Galladay and Will Fuller, I would say. Wouldn't you look at it that way? I think you're spending – he's going to be the middle ground. Are you talking about for fantasy or – Well, I'm just saying like – Are you talking if, about for fantasy or for like free agency? Well, I'm just saying free agency-wise, he's going to be like the middle tier of these receivers, but I just think that he's – if in fantasy – the realm of it i'm saying though if he ends up in a green bay type situation where he doesn't need to be the guy he's not the number one and he ends up on a decent team you know like i said like a green bay or uh, i'm trying to think of some random teams that like he doesn't need to be the number one but he's still the number two but he doesn't have to focus i just think he's still good and he's good enough and would be in a better spot than some of these other players because I can trust that Corey Davis will be there 16 games. For me personally, if you're going to put any of these guys in Green Bay, you know, everything else the same, I'm taking every single one of them over Corey Davis. Corey Davis is going to be the bottom of my list behind Chris Godwin, okay. Alan Robinson, Kenny Galladay, well, yeah. Will Fuller, okay. Juju Smith-Schuster. I think I'm definitely going to take every single one of them over Corey Davis. And the reason why is they've done it. You know, they've done it and they've done it better and they've done it earlier in their career and they've done it more more times than Corey Davis has done it you know uh, I think for That's free fair. agency I, I... you'll be able to get go ahead I think you know for free agency you're going to be able to get Corey Davis on a team friendly contract you know Corey Davis might be one of those guys that is a you know prime candidate for a one year prove it deal you know like a team wants to see oh you know he did good this last year can he do it again you know, put him on a, you know, cheap one-year friendly deal, team-friendly deal, and see what happens. But But that's what I'm saying, like, if you... Receiving options. Okay, and I can see that. I understand. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not blind to the fact that he's been quiet the other previous years. I think, um, for me, I would just feel better. Obviously, I'm taking Godwin and Allen Robinson before any of these guys. Um, I just feel like, I would trust Corey Davis to play better through 16 games than trusting a guy like Juju. Eh, I probably put Juju in front of him too, just because Juju has done it. I just don't like his attitude and his, you know, 
ways where he gets away from the game and focuses on other things. Um, but I put him in front of a guy like a, a Galladay or a Will Fuller because they're not going to play all the time. And like we said earlier, I did just look it up. Will Fuller is going to be suspended for just the first game. It was a, it was a six game okay. suspension. He served five out of the six at the end of this season. Uh, so he's got one more for whatever team he signs with. Um, okay. So I just, I think that for me, that's where my mindset is. Um, but when it comes to fantasy, it's all going to depend where he lands. I still believe he's a very valuable wide receiver two for a team that would make a very good wide receiver as a fan, you know, as like a wide receiver three, maybe that bottom two in fantasy. It just depends where it goes. Um, if it's like a Chargers or a Packers, that somebody can sling the ball and get it to him. Like, hell, give him Cincinnati if Burrow can't, you know, if Burrow was able to come back in, in an early state. And that's something we talked about on the other show is a lot of things are going to be interesting in Cincinnati this year, depending when Burrow gets back, you know, especially with their wide yeah. receiver core. Because it, when does Burrow come back? That's the telltale sign for that team. And I think isn't they got some free agents at wide receiver this year too. I mean, can't remember is Boyd is Boyd contracted still? I, I think AJ's gone. Yeah, Boyd is AJ's on AJ's gone. Boyd is still under contract. You know, you still got T. Higgins on his. And then deal. Ross is gone. <clears throat> yeah. So they really all they've got is Boyd and T. Higgins. So they've got something right. like you got you got teams that could use a guy, guy at that secondary spot. Well, don't sleep on my Who's guy, guy out and Tate. Okay. Out and Tate. All right. uh, he's, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great slot guy for you. I mean, I he's done some crazy things in fantasy when you need him to. It's kind of like a Scotty Miller type thing, except for, you know, Scotty Miller just, you know, you, you get excited for it and then be like, dang it, you're not showing up. Uh, yeah, I used, I used Tate a little bit, I think, two years ago or, I mean, a year and a half ago. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see where some of these – it's really going to just depend where some of these guys land to see where their value really hits. And we'll be able to hit that up, you know, in about two weeks time when it all starts to happen. Um, I'm interested to see how the frenzy to free agency opens this year with the drop in cap, but we'll find out, man. I mean, teams are going to start making moves. A lot of people are saying expect this upcoming week to be a huge week of cuts and changes and contract renegotiations and, all that stuff. So we might get some surprise cuts where, you know, some other wide receivers and running backs might be looking for some new homes. All right. Let's get through the rest of these free agents here. Um, I'm just going to read these off amp and then you tell me if you're interested in them or not, you know, see if they have any fantasy value for you in 2021. Does that sound good? Yep. All right. Johnny Smith. Uh, interested. He is a very solid tight end. Um, fantasy wise, I, you know, depending where he lands. Yeah, I like it. All right. Antonio Brown. Nope. Don't care. I agree. Jameis Winston. Uh, Hey, he could be the starting quarterback for the new Orleans saints walking into the uh, 2021 season. And if that's the case, uh, I would keep a watchful eye on him in fantasy because he ain't going to be 30 for 30 Jameis out there. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. If he's if he's a starting quarterback in New Orleans, it's wheels up, baby. And then Chris Carson? 
Uh, love the player. Very disappointing 2020 season. I think, uh, as you just kind of said, the wheels are coming off the wagon on that one, though. <laughs> and then what about Curtis Samuel out of Carolina? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's done some good things. I think he landed around the same spot that uh, DJ Moore landed for fantasy numbers this last year. So you could see the talent. I just, you got to keep a watchful eye and see where he lands. I think depending on his situation, um, he could be a viable late round draft pick in fantasy drafts again. Uh, just to have to see where his new home is. Yeah, I agree. You know, he finishes the WR 26 this last year. And so uh, I think, but I think uh, Curtis Samuel might be one of those guys that's a little bit better for NFL football rather than fantasy football, but we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, he's um, a little skeptical. Got, There's weeks where he could do well. Next up, we got T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you could pass on this one. I, You know what? I'm done with him after <laughs> 2020. Move on. Yeah, I, I understand. You know, he had like, what, two, three good weeks this year. Yeah, he's probably done. Uh, moving on to Mr. Rob Gronkowski. I'll pick him up at the end of uh, 2021 if he's around. When he decides yeah, to play it, football you know. and not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he actually plays this year. You know, maybe with he wants to run it back with good old Tom Brady one more time. See if they can get another ring down in Tampa. Um, this one kind of surprised me. I did not realize. But the WR 18 in 2020 was Marvin Jones. You any you have any any interest for him in 2021, depending on where he goes? Not really. I mean, he's probably, you yeah. know, hypothetical. I think he ends up in in L.A. as a backup. And if one of those two guys go down, he becomes very valuable. So he's a name I'm keeping that, you know, star on uh, on, you know, on my team after draft day when nobody takes him. Um, or if I need a late round wide receiver, I'm definitely keeping an eye on him, depending where he goes. If I could really honestly see him running it back but this time up in LA um, to play with Stafford again. I These guys tend to don't go too far from where they know. So he's either going there or he's going to still end up somewhere in the NFC North. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think, um, I think there's a good possibility he ends up in LA with Matthew Stafford, but we'll see how we'll see what actually happens. Um, next up, we've got Le'Veon Bell. Any interest um, at all? Yeah. Nope. Pass. It's a, He's trash. It's a no from me, dog. Um, my man, Nelson <laughs> Aguilar. All right. My uh, Philadelphia Eagle native, uh, Nelson Aguilar. What do you think? As a no from me, thumbs, dog. Thumbs down. Yeah. All right. Yep, and no. then moving on, James, James Connor out of Pittsburgh. Interested um, slightly depending on where he goes as well. I mean, he's probably going to be out of Pittsburgh, I would imagine. Um, they got a lot of, they've got some other stuff going on there at running back that they'll survive. Like him as a player. I really do. I think he's also, I'm just saying like as a person, I think he's good. Um, I just don't know. You know, I'm going to have to see where he goes. He's going to fall very hard um, in the rankings of running backs, but just depending on where he goes, he could still be very viable as a, you know, flex position player. I love those running backs in flex spots, especially a guy like him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, 
This is probably the one that I'm interested in probably the most out of this list, and it's going to be Kenyon Drake. Uh, he is a, an unrestricted free agent out of Arizona. What do you think? Two thumbs up on the agreement on that one, uh, similar to James Conner, uh, depending on the situation. I think he he's one of those in this list, though, that I think he can work his way back into that wide receiver. or what? God, man, that's the seventh time I've done that. <laughs> Running back it one is. spot because he's got the talent. I don't know where I'm at. Um, I think he can work his way back into that RB1 spot. Um, he's got the talent. Um, he was kind of neck and neck this this last year with um, Chase Edmonds out in Arizona when it came to numbers, but he's got the talent. Um, you know, he'd also be a really good fit in Tampa too. So it, wherever Tampa decides to go, if you want to spend the money on an Aaron Jones, if he ends up, you know, down in, in Tampa Bay, he fits that mold too of what Tampa Bay would be looking for in a runner and, and pass catching running back. You know, would you believe me if I told you that, Kenyon Drake was the RB14 last year? Yeah, I could. Chase Edmonds probably wasn't too far behind him. Let me let me I look. don't think. Uh, I think uh, Chase Chase Edmonds was RB23, so he was still an RB2. I, I think Kenyon Drake yeah. is one of those guys that he's talented enough. He can still be a starter for a team. But the Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, did come out and say the other day that they are very confident in Chase Edmonds being their guy if indeed that's how things shake out. So we'll see what kind of happens in Arizona. Next up, we got your Listen, boy. I'm with you, what do you think? Uh, starting quarterback for the next Super Bowl champions, wherever the hell he lands. Guaranteed. Mark it down now. I already got the money on All it. Right. All right. Sounds good to me. And then, <laughs> no, honestly, uh, though, I'll, I'll be I'll give you the honest opinion on it. Um Hope he can do well. I hope he can prove Chicago wrong. Um, he's probably going to be battling for a backup, maybe starting role, depending where it is. I could see him ending up personally, and I've said this for a while. I could see him ending up in Cincinnati, uh, taking over the number one spot until Burrow gets back. I just, he's I, gone I don't know why. Chicago, he's, right? he's gone. Uh, honestly, no, not after Tuesday's press conference that the, uh, you know, brass in Chicago called for no reason. They called a press conference for Tuesday and literally told us that all quarterbacks are still on the board. And that includes Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. So we'll see what shakes out there. That's very going to be an interesting situation to kind of see what happens. Um, next up, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, uh, what a fall from Gracious has been for him, but AJ green, what Both do you think? Them. Any interest? <laughs> Um, how he has fallen from grace and will continue to fall from grace. Um, I think he's done. Man. No value here. If there's really, yeah, I agree. I'm not fantasy wise. On any audience, there's, there's no value. This next name on the list is a guy that I feel kind of the same about. You know, he's once the pinnacle of fantasy football. He was the number one draft pick. You know, for a year or two, he was the guy that everybody wanted on their team. Todd Gurley. You know. Surprisingly enough, Todd Gurley did have the 12th most most rushing attempts in the NFL last year, and he did nothing with them. Um, he's no, he Atlanta, fell off. Looks like um, any interest. He was decent he in the first next year. Honestly, um, it's sad to see because I thought he would get some fresh legs going to Atlanta. Um, I was fearful from step one going to Atlanta because I was like, "You're going to a very pass heavy team. I know that's home for you." in a way, but you went to a very pass heavy team and that shows 
Uh, we talked about on the prior show that, you know, Julio was like, he was in the early season and before 2020, his rank was like six or eight uh, for wide receivers. And, you know, then he missed most of the year and guess who finished as the sixth or eighth wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. So it literally was a flip. So I think when it comes to this, um, you know, if he lands somewhere, maybe he can be a viable running back two for a team. But I just think he's done, man. I, I, I'm going to probably tab him and start him as a watch player, depending on where he goes. But there's not much more value. I'd rather take, obviously, like Chase Edmonds or Kenyon Drake over him any day of the week in a draft. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, you know, for me, he's off my board. I, I don't think I'll be drafting any shares of Todd Gurley. Uh, I don't think I'm going to put myself in that situation again. And then this is a guy, you know, he's kind of had a up and down last couple of years and last couple of months, actually, you know, he went Leonard Fournette. He went from getting cut by the worst in the NFL Jacksonville Jaguars to going and win a, winning a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So, you know, and he actually did really well. He outplayed Ronald Jones in the playoffs, you know, in part of the season. So did Leonard Fournette earn himself one, either another contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or maybe a decent deal on a team that he could be fantasy relevant moving into 2021? What do you think? Uh, no. Running back's a dime a dozen, it. my friend. No. Um, you can find anybody off the street. You know, obviously you saw an undrafted guy go to the exact same fucking team that that guy played for. And still they were the worst team in the league, the worst team in the league. And he still finished in the top, what, five in running backs pretty much. And James Robinson undrafted four. Yeah. 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 RB4. You know, so for me, Leonard Fournette is kind of an interesting guy. I'd, I'd definitely be taking him over guys like Todd Gurley, you know. James oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. And so um, he's a guy that you can probably he's a stash these redraft sure. You could probably pick him up in, you know, the 10th, 11th round of your redraft leagues next year. Um, and at that price, I'll probably be scooping him up just depending on kind of where he goes. But I think he could be maybe a valuable wait and see piece and just kind of see what he's got left in the tank. You know, he he still obviously has something. He still has something left. He still runs well, and he's still a very he's still a good player. That's not where this sits. It's just you're not drafting him that early. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, he's an a guy to keep you know an eye on, and I would definitely be interested in taking him late in a draft for sure. All right, so I think that kind of wraps up all of our free agents for this session. Amp, as did we miss anybody? Anybody else you want uh, to talk about? Sure. Um, no, not that I can think of. I think that's like you said, it's a big majority of it. It's going to be interesting to see this week what happens. Um, we did not bring up Dak Prescott, but I don't really think there's much to say about that. I don't think he's making it out of Dallas a wholeheartedly. I don't yeah. think you let that walk there. I think one way or another, he's going to be in Dallas, you know, whether that's them putting him on the tag again or whether they're going to sign him to a long term deal. We'll see. But I think he will be in Dallas for sure. Yeah, there's there's no way. Even in you know, in his right mind, I don't think you walk after that injury. I think you try to stick it out a little bit. They still have a solid. What would be kind of interesting? What would be kind of interesting though is if you know Jerry Jones, maybe he doesn't trust Dak Prescott, doesn't isn't willing to pay him all that money. Maybe they make a deal for Russell Wilson. 
you know, and possibly try and make some moves that I, way. I heard even potential of uh, Houston making the deal and, and swapping, you know, I mean, you could swap those quarterbacks out and be interesting. I've heard that for both that of them. Could be you never both. know. I mean, that could be good for both parties, you know? Yeah. Hey, keep it in Texas, right? You know? Um, but yeah, that's the only other name I could think of. Um, things are going to change though in the next week or so here, like we said, with, you know, free agency opening or in two weeks, free agency opens up, but a lot of teams are going to start making some moves this week with cutting and, and all that type of stuff. So we'll have to be keeping a watchful eye on that. We will be, uh, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be dropping some fantasy impact articles with all these big moves and all that fun stuff going on. Cause it's about to get, reopening up on a football season it doesn't go away for long my friends so that's what's always fun about it um but with that being said you got any final words for the fans this week no sir all right well as always with that being said everybody make sure you head over to twitter follow all of us over there on twitter you can follow me at premier Ant. follow cole over there at ff rook underscore you can follow the main page at on tap sportsnet as well as the fantasy page at fantasy hr on tap Make sure you head over and type in www.ontapsportsnet.com to check out all the great things that we have going on over there in the world of fantasy football and all of your other sports literature needs. Have a great time this week, everybody, and enjoy some football coming back before you even know it.